The rooftops are cleared and the Moirian army seems to be gaining a foothold. How much longer will this battle draw out? Will Moir prevail? And where the heck is Jasulka? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly, actual-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. I am not an exceptionally competitive person. Really? But I don't like to lose i usually try not to put myself in positions uh, or situations where that would be an an option i say this because it was recently gwyneth's birthday it was happy birthday yay thank you i love my birthday and for this birthday we and, and some friends went to uh do a really a really well done uh escape room and this isn't your average escape room. This was like an immersive theater company put on an escape room. And so the set work was fantastic. When you walk in the doors, the experience starts. Um, and everybody, like all the attendants are in character the whole time. It's really cool. All this to say, we did not escape the room. <laughs> this was my first escape room this ever. This was Gwyneth's first escape room, my second escape room. And we didn't, we didn't succeed. It wasn't uh, a traditional, like, you're stuck in a room, find out how to get out. You know, it had, like, a story to it that you were trying to find certain things to, you know, do whatever. Uh, and it was really cool. It was, like, a nautical-themed one where you were going down in, in a submarine to try to find, like, a sea monster. It was, it was very cool, very well done, very immersive. All of it was fantastic, but we did not succeed in our goal. We were very, very close. We were very close. Very close. We think. We, we think. We think. We had to have been. We needed what, three items to succeed, and we had all three of them. We just had to like go back to the starting room and like put them in the the key slots and probably mm-hmm. solve one final thing. But we were we were real close, but we did not get out. And man, I didn't think I was gonna be so salty, <laughs> but I was real salty for the rest of the evening he was i tried not to be because i'm like this is my birthday it's not about me i'm just here to have a good time i did i had a great time it's super fun but man i did not like especially that i paid money paid money decent money to go to this place and it was awesome the experience was incredible but i didn't win and that bugged me and you say you're not a competitive person i mean i'm not if we play if we play a game or something and you beat me i'm like okay that's fine whatever you know i'm not claws out in in Catan or monopoly I, I try to play those just for fun and if i don't lose or if i don't win it's not a big deal but this this thing i was like oh it got to me this one got to me so Gwyneth was enjoying my saltiness in the car ride back from this because oh, I was yeah. just like, I'm trying, I'm trying real hard, but man, it was like dinner and a show. The show afterwards was Austin being so frustrated. I yeah. mean, I felt bad laughing at his frustration, but it was also so sweet because he was, you know, trying to to snuff it out because it was, you know, my birthday. Yeah. But it was also like, that's amazing. Like that's just hilarious. Yeah, part of it's just the not knowing. Because when you got like, I want to know, mm-hmm. I want to know what was left. I want to know how, you know, what, what's the reward if you win? What's, you know, what were the final things we had to do? How does it all wrap up in the end? But I didn't, I didn't get to experience yeah. that. So that was, oh, I lo- I literally lost sleep over it. Like I woke up in the middle of the night and just like fuming that I did not get out of this escape room. And I had, I was awake for like an hour because my brain was just like, you didn't do it if you had been, if you'd just been a little bit smarter, if you'd been a bit more clever, if you'd seen that clue, you know, 10 minutes before, you you would have made it. You were so close. And the rest of me was like, shut up, brain. It's fine. It was super fun. <laughs> but the other part of my brain was, you didn't win. Yeah. You're a failure. It's like, no, brain, I'm just trying to sleep. <laughs> shut up, brain. You are not a failure. <laughs> But it's funny because the four of us were talking, the four of us who did the whole escape room, about how much we would love analytics 
after leaving the escape room and being like, you know, sure, we didn't win, but where do we fall on the scale of failure? Like, are we at the bottom of the pot of of failure? Are we like the least failing of the failures? And just other statistics like, has anyone actually ever gone, gone through, you know, that kind of stuff or like what was the fastest yeah i wanna i just want to know like a percentage wise how close were we yeah were we like i feel like we were a 95 percent completion i feel like we were so close yeah. but maybe we were like a 75 yeah that's true yeah i couldn't i'd have a hard time believing that because i feel like we were so we were so close it felt like we were really close we were so close and i would <sighs> i would also just love i'm just such a curious person that I really want to, I, I didn't like, just tell us what the rest, like have five minutes tacked on the end where you can explain to curious people the rest of the puzzles. Well, now I want to, I want to like put on a fake mustache, wait a few weeks and go back and try it again. I mean, I don't think that they have a rule against repeat people like doing it repetitively. I'm sure they don't, but like. Because we didn't finish it. So it's like, it makes sense to. Yeah. Maybe we should we should get some different friends yeah. to go through so we can kind of like pretend we don't know, but also speed through the first few puzzles. <laughs> and it's also appropriate that it was like a search for Leviathan yeah. theme because I love sea monsters. That is why I picked it. That's why he picked it. Yeah. I love I love sea creature babies. Yeah. So that's the risk in going to an escape room because everyone wants to escape the room. Obviously, that's the whole point. But like if you don't, I was not prepared for how bad I felt afterwards. <laughs> well, this is your first time failing. It's my first time room. failing. Granted, I, I've, I'd only ever been to one before. And that one was, I was with a group of people who were, someone worked there and we were basically testing out the room. So we didn't actually pay for it. But this is the first one that like was a big, big event, paid for it. You know, I'd spent a while planning, planning out the, the night and then we didn't get it. And I was like, no, I felt so bad. I he felt did. so bad. He did. He did. It was actually kind of nice that I failed on my first one so that. You have no expectations. I have no expectations going yeah. forward. I mean, Austin cannot like iterate how amazing this atmosphere was. It was like awesome. it was it was literally a theatrical production that we were involved with. Like yeah. it was so cool. It was It was like amazing. The, the quality of the sets was like an off-Broadway musical. Yeah. It was it was amazing. Yeah. It's really cool cuz like, back in the day I did uh reviews for for theater productions and i would go around pittsburgh and you know review different productions and stuff and my editors always told me i was too mean Mm -hmm. because i was always way too critical she really ripped the uh like high school production of beauty and the beast apart i did it was like a performing arts high school though so right see that was the thing yeah it was like (laughs) this is a group of high schoolers who are like going to go into theater for their for their future who was the one bright spot who was really wasn't gaston really good i think gaston was really good i think gaston, no, no, no it was lefou i thought lefou was really bad i thought i was disappointed in lefou were you there with me yeah was that when you came yeah, with me? I, want, I thought gaston was good and lefou was disappointing i could be wrong you could be right i, I can't i'm i the, the review was published a watered down version of it was published so yeah. i can go back and relook at it yeah but one of the few really great productions that i reviewed was this company called Bricolage here in Pittsburgh. And that's the same company who put Bricolage. on this, uh, you know, who put on this mm-hmm. escape room. So as soon really as I knew what one we were going to, I was like, this is going to be amazing. It was. It was so good. It was awesome. It was so good. It was, it was really cool. Most, Seriously. Most of the puzzles, there were some where I was like, I, w- I never would have gotten that if there wasn't a voice, you know, a camera <laughs> watching me, giving me hints when we got stuck. <laughs> Look at this yeah. thing. Hey, idiots. Did you think about it this way? Um, oh, you're right. But most... They weren't mean. No, they weren't. (laughs) No, they weren't. They were very nice. But most of the puzzles, I was like, ah, yes, I can see how, you know, you could figure this out. There were, there were a few that I was like, if you hadn't, if you hadn't told me what to do, I don't know if I would have got that on my own. But for, for the most part, the majority of the puzzles made logical sense Mm -hmm. in like how to, how to solve them. So it was yeah. fun. It was a lot of fun, even though we didn't we didn't make it. <laughs> Don't think about uh, it too hard. But I do want to try. They've got three different mm-hmm. rooms. I want to try the other two. And I wonder if they're you know the same difficulty or if they're easier or it, harder. Or... Uh, without revealing any details, the person who introduced us to this told us that no one else had 
manage to find the Leviathan. And I feel like I can say that. Um, but I don't know if that was part of the shtick because, mm-hmm. you know, it was like they were in character the whole time. So I don't know if that was just part of the part of the script to be like, you, you are special adventurers or if actually every no, no one, one who had gone into this escape room had actually completed it yet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would feel a lot better if no one had actually gotten out of it, uh, you know, successfully. That would be that would make me that would <laughs> do a number for my, yeah. my ego. I'd be OK with that. But. I do feel like I need to call them with several follow up questions. Yeah. Be like, OK, can can you drop the in character act and just talk to me person to person? Because I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> Literally. I know. Like, I want to know. I want to know how everything works. I want to know how stuff works. Yeah. So it was fun. Um, oh, I was so like, oh, I just it was kind of that, you know, when I'm you so go sorry. to a, a movie theater and you see a really good movie and you're like, that was so great. That was so fun. And you just stay at the movie theater and like watch another one because the experience yeah. was so great. That was how I felt. I was like. Okay, it's you know late-ish, but what if we just turned around and did another one? <laughs> I do, I do want to go back. Yeah, maybe, maybe in a, in a couple of weeks we can get a group together mm-hmm. and go back. It was a lot of fun. It was so fun, and I wonder how frequently they change them. I don't know because I'm trying to think back when I was doing production review. I remember looking at this escape room place, um, and I don't think the rooms that they had then were the same as they have now yeah so. i mean it's from the quality of the work it seems like a significant undertaking yeah i mean one is just plotting out all the all the puzzles and whatnot mm-hmm. and then there's just constructing it and then there's making it look good so i i wouldn't be surprised if they stuck around for a long time before they did a rotation yeah. but it was a lot of fun you know what else is fun hopefully it's game yeah sometimes are more fun than others. Sometimes there are eight giant Sometimes owls. Sometimes there are not giant owls. And those bits are more enjoyable for me. As I chuckle with, uh, you know, sheepishness. Sheepishness. You chuckle with owlishness. So you've just cleared out the second hotel top, the Diamond Dragon, uh, after clearing out the top of the Grand Myrmidon, the siege weapons are now neutralized. The ships on the lake can now approach and dock with less threat. Um, When we left off, the Moirian army had fought their way up the beach, taking not insignificant casualties, uh, but they had finally reached, you know, the front of these hotels and were beginning to storm in to clear them room by room to establish their base of operations, their foothold on this side of the city, after which you know you will be tasked with fighting your way through to kind of meet the rest of the army on the outside of the city and to get to the temple of al-absalon where the command of the dragon blood army is as you're standing here overwatching maybe taking a few moments to to catch your breath before diving back into the fight um well what what is your plan after this what what is what are you going to do there is like a little you know, those little huts that have the stairway that goes back down into the hotel mm-hmm. up here. So uh, that would be the way to get back down. I mean, my first thought was to climb on the back of an owl and just swoop down to where Carcoon and the crew are to help clean up any anything on the beach that still needs to be cleaned up. Okay. Uh, from what you know, they've, they've kind of like entered into the hotels. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, then... Right, and so we are establishing a Moirian foothold in these hotels to, mm. to go from there. So she would probably tell the owls to, um, like, stay on the roof or go into do go into that alley in between the two hotels, not the alley, the beautiful avenue. The with avenue, all, yeah. The avenue with all of the beautiful trees and things where you can go and relax with your mud mask on and the cucumbers over your eyeballs. Um, I don't know how you'd be wandering around when you have cucumbers on your eyeballs, but... Yeah, it's probably not the smartest <laughs> idea. Not, not the smartest. <laughs> um, so they would be hunkering there. Um, how long do they last? An hour. Okay. Um, 59 minutes pass. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and so she would then, can she, can she, can 
she see shall she shall spider she short can she she which hotel carhoon is going into the same one you're in perfect very convenient narratively convenient awesome and so she will kind of like you mentioned take a second here on the top of this you know hotel that she grew up around um and seeing and like i mean it's i feel like this is all just she can't just take too much time to sit and think otherwise it's just like would be overwhelming to imagine you know restorming your own home city so she is going to find storm in the castle <laughs> yes and so she's going to hunker or, or hustle back down the stairs to go meet up with carhoon and the crew hustle 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 you go over to the door and as you're about to open it it slams open in your face <sighs> behind the forceful kick and you see a narratively convenient party of Carhoon and several pirates <laughs> standing in the stairwell, ready to fight if they need to. And they kind of pour out for a few steps and then look around and see the piles of bones and the dead necromancer. Carhoon lowers his axe and says, Oh, I almost uh, took you out there. Yeah. I see you made short work. I mean, these? relatively short work. Uh, took, I mean, you, I'm, I'm back in being able to talk now, so that's, I guess, good and bad. That's but good for the radio it show. Is, it is good for conversing for this uh, audio media. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was able to get them out, um, but took some took some doing, unfortunately. Well, it seems like I, I think the, the soldiers aren't going to have too much trouble now that we've fought our way up the beach. Oh, okay, good. Oh. Where's Jasulka? Oh, I don't know. After we left the boat, I kind of lost track of him, to be honest. Okay, but because he, he was still on back on one of the one of the ships in the back, right? Ostensibly, uh, he was on the boat that we came in. But he didn't. He didn't land in the. Didn't he not want to storm the beach first? Wasn't he didn't want to like get down and dirty and fight? But he was on the boat with okay. you that landed. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, Carhoon's like, I don't... Because he, he helped you fight the uh, the water thing, the water spirit. Right, I knew he was on that boat, but I couldn't remember if, like, if he somehow jumped to another boat so that he wouldn't be on one of the initial... Okay. No. No. He was, as far as you know, he was on that boat. Okay, that that sounds good. And so, what's our what's our next move? Well, once the uh, these hotels are cleared out, I think we make a make a little center here search for any uh, citizens and then uh, we should probably link back up with command wherever they are okay but i think we just keep fighting our way through the city okay well before we head back down uh there were uh you know multiple people using magic up here so i want to i want to see if they maybe have anything good on them (laughs) so octavia wants to rustle around on the uh, body of the necromancer, see if she had anything interesting on her, and she'll pop over to the other roof on one of the owls and rummage around the pockets of the hobgoblin wizard. Okay. Hobgoblin wizard. necromancer had a spell book. Okay. That just has some, you know, necromantic spells in it. Spell, what, spell components? Mm-hmm. Spellcasting components. Uh, That'll be nice. I can replenish my supply yeah. then, too. Some robes. You use a focus anyway, so you don't need them. Oh, that's true. Um, but aside from that, not really, not really anything okay. of, of note, no cool magic items. Uh, the war wizard has kind of the same deal. There's a, there's a spell book there with mostly, you know, offensive combat type spells in it just from a quick flip through. And I mean, yeah, that's, that's about it. They don't really have money cause these are their fighting clothes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just wanted to, but you got some spell books. Just wanted to double check. Didn't want to pass up a cool potion that they might have or anything like that. So. No, no, no cool potions. Okay. Well, then should we uh, help clear out these these floors? Then I know last time I was here, there were you know a lot of a lot of civilians in the uh, basement of the Grand Myrmidon, right. or in the in the ballroom rather. Right. Yeah. I was I was somewhere during that. I think you were a spider in one of the uh, laundry chutes. Yeah, something like that. That was weird. And I think I was a ferret. I'm glad to not be that anymore. I mean, I still have a... I, I still can't cast Polymorph. Yeah, I'm sure you can. 
I like being a, a an elf better than a spider or a weasel. That makes yeah, that's understandable. Um, yeah. Anyway, we should probably go help. All right, sounds good. Um, so in in a montage, because we could spend another ten episodes of <laughs> clearing out room clearing by room, room by room, uh, just going in and murking goblins and orcs and hobgoblins, and we could do that. Um, but after a while, it'd just be like you enter an identical hotel room. <laughs> This there is... are two goblins here. You kill them in a round. <laughs> Next. This is room number 502. You previously were in 501. 501. Yeah. Uh, so in, in a montage of some butt kickery. Nice. Uh, you, Carhoon, and a, a group of these pirates kind of go down and start working from the top floor down. And yeah, it's it's a lot of that kicking kick a door most of the windows have been sort of barricaded with uh, scrap boards to make rudimentary arrow slits from which uh, individuals were, you know, hiding there and, and firing as you all made your way up the beach. So it's it's grueling. There's there's a lot to it, but it, they're also the combatants are not exceptionally like not the burliest, strongest, mm-hmm. uh, skillfulest things. Basically, just uh, if you can hold a bow and spam arrows, <laughs> have a window. Yeah. Uh, so you make your way down through this first, you know, the the top floor, kicking in doors, cutting stuff down. You know, seeing who surrenders, who doesn't, and uh, going from there. I feel like we have a couple cool shots of. Like a slow motion walking down the hallways, and sometimes like a, a pirate will just like punch a door open to the side, and like a goblin might jump out, and Carhoon just like kicks them, and like some other kind of cool like strutting their stuff, and Octavia trips, and <laughs> Carhoon you know catches her, and then like they continue their cool you know strut. Yeah, so some cool cool action montage of you guys clearing out. Uh, the top floor and as you kind of move down the bulk of the forces uh, move their way up until you kind of meet them halfway through maybe the third floor or something you've taken some some scrapes and some scratches but no grievous injuries so we're just gonna have it be narrative fighting (laughs) narrative fighting unless you want to mark off like a couple first level spells and take a couple d6s worth of hit point damage Um, yeah, so after, you know, another 20-ish, 15, 20 minutes of intense door-to-door close quarters combat, you feel like this hotel, the Diamond Dragon, is largely under Moirian control. Okay, awesome. You hear word, uh, the, the command center is being set up in one of the ballrooms, in the uh, Diamond Dragon? We'll just say in the Diamond Dragon to make it easier. It doesn't really matter which one it is. Uh, you could just walk over to the other one. But yeah, the command command center is being set up in the Diamond Dragon, the newly liberated Diamond Dragon. And it is happening rather quickly because you know you've taken this, but there is still a city teeming with enemy combatants on the other side of that wall. And you don't know how long it will take them to mount a proper counter attack at you. All right, well, we Are will... Are you doing anything in particular? I mean, we'll probably, you know, go to the command center and find, uh, you know, find the captain and, and see what the next phase, you know, should be. Okay. So after making sure stuff is cleared and there are, you know, squadrons of soldiers going door to door, just double checking everything, mm-hmm. checking under beds, checking in closets, making sure they're not going to get jumped and attacked by any stragglers. Double check, double check the laundry chutes. <laughs> it's easy to hide in there. You, Carhoon, and some of the pirates go down to the ballroom and you can see crates are being like drug in and makeshift tables have been cleared off and maps are being laid mm-hmm. down and tokens are being laid out to represent where the enemy encampments are where your encampments are uh you know wounded are being drug in into a like makeshift medical area on one side of the room and there are uh you see a group of clerics kind of moving some of the clerics you rec- rescued yeah. here before moving back and forth uh, tending to the wounds, you see the familiar face of uh, Commander Sebring, who was 
kind of in charge of this whole deal, who is crouched over a map with some other uh, military-looking bigwigs, talking hurriedly, kind of moving things around, and, and being like, well, we have to take this encampment, and then, you know, they could counterattack from this way if I were them, they'd form a bottleneck here, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, as you kind of approach, he looks up at you and says, ah, bully, good, good to have you here. Uh, good to be here. Good to see you made it through. Excellent work with the siege weapons. They are be under under our control as as it as it stands. We Wonderful. are seeing if there are any easy targets that we can uh, pick off without uh, you know hitting our own forces in the process. Well, I mean, we do know that there are going to be some flying things, so that's unfortunately going to be a pretty good target. Ah, yes, that there is the that potential indeed. Yeah. Yes. So for right now, it seems that. It seems that although they were prepared for our attack, that we did catch them. Um, you know, their, their forces are still split. Good. Okay. Good. On two fronts, which is uh, seems to have given us some small advantage. Our casualties taking this were more than we had hoped for. Given the circumstances, that this was not as surprising of a surprise attack as we had hoped. I can live with. The rest of this attack is going to be a bit of a difficult slog, though. Our main goal is the temple in the center of the city that we must get to and we must liberate effectively from enemy hands. As soon as you are fighting fit, we're establishing our foothold now, but things will will soon be soon be here. As as soon as the ships have unloaded the bulk of our forces, we will begin making our way out. Uh, so you have a few minutes, but do not tarry. Uh, I would suggest you seek some medical attention before going on your way. If you have any questions, I'm here, but I feel like my commands are straightforward, and uh, there are many things to attend to. No, thank you. Good to good to know what the scoop is. You mentioned that they're split. Is there two? Are there two main areas where the the wh- forces are split between fighting our army on land and our army by sea? Oh, okay, that, that makes sense. Yes. Anything else? Nope, nope. That 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 makes sense to me. Excellent. I uh, assume I don't have enough time for a short rest. Well, no, that's that's kind of what I'm I'm okay. saying here. You've got just enough time for a short rest to go seek some medical attention. Uh, I do have enough time for a short rest? You do. Oh, yeah, baby! I'm giving you a short rest now. Uh, So you can take a short rest. You can go get some clerical attention. You can heal up before you start fresh into the city. So uh, Carhoon and the pirates will also kind of go over, get some healing, bandage up their wounds... And take a quick breather. Uh, you can still hear sounds of combat. It seems like, you know, there are some, still some fighting in the vicinity. Uh, but the Moerian forces are kind of setting up their, their barricaded area here, their little strongholds. And it's a pretty defensible position. Uh, so no one seems to be breaking through. So you have, you know, the minimum time necessary for a short rest. Okay. Um, so can I... Will the clerics heal us up to full, or should I use my hit die, or... It doesn't really matter. The clerics are there to heal you. Okay. Sounds good. And so, kind of in this in this period, I know that I have to do, you know, nothing more strenuous than, you know, resting. I know you can, like, read or some of those other, um, you know, calm, peaceful activities. So, before she sits down, Octavia's going to go out to that out to the boulevard in between the two hotels and she's going to talk to the owls and she's going to be like okay this is still dangerous okay so your owls are probably like huddled up against the side of the buildings because there is still fighting going on outside the hotel right 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 she's going to go to them and she's going to be like um i need to rest inside a little bit and by the time by the time i'm i'm done I don't think you, I think you guys will have to have returned to the Feywild or pretty soon after. How long do you think that fight went on for on top of the rooftops? Uh, the rooftops wasn't super long, but you just spent, you know, 20 ish minutes or 20 minutes fighting your way through the hotel, hotel and then it'll be another half hour or so. So they're going to be, we'll just, yeah, they're basically okay. going to be gone. That's what I figured. So <laughs> she's going to be like, I did it. You did it. You did it. It lasts exactly long enough. For them to, for them to I go out the doors and they see them disappearing. But then she's going to be like, okay, so I need to rest inside. Um, and by the time that, 
you know, I'm, I'm fit to go out again. You guys will have to have returned to the Feywild. So if in this next half hour that you guys have, if you could just wreak some havoc on, you know, hobgoblins and, and anyone that you can tell is not, you know, one of the, one of the people on the army that came in over the, over the sea, you guys have really good perception. So I bet you'd be able to tell that. And you're really smart. Um, so if you could just do that in the next half an hour, that would be really, really helpful. So basically, I just want them, you know, there's. <laughs> she just wants them, you know, as opposed to just yep. sitting there for half an hour, have them actually, you know, help either, you know, move things because they're big, move mm-hmm. people around, basically lend their aid, uh, you know, either combat wise or you know, brute force-wise, sure. wherever they can. Yeah, they spread out and start dive-bombing any enemies they see. Yeah. Uh, over the course of your short rest, you I feel can... like it's in the like the Nazgul in the Helm's Deep where they yeah. swoop down and they just, like, pick people up and then just drop Throw them. Up. Just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, they do that. Um, throughout the short rest, you can feel, like, the connections yeah. being severed one by one as they do, you know, get picked off. Uh, slowly and surely throughout the time, but you you also get the feeling that they have uh, done some done some damage. Awesome. The um, clerics heal you up. Um, do you have any Do you have any potions? Do you have any potions of healing? No. Okay. Uh, they have some available if you'd like some. Yes, please. Okay. I have I have potions of poison. I have vials of poison. of poison. It's kind of anti <laughs> when it needs to be. Uh, yeah, so you you and Carhoon can each have two healing pots. Oh, dope. Just normal? Just going to do normal healing pots. They've got, like, crates that they're handing out to, mm-hmm. to people. You're important, so you get two. We each get two. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they they heal you up. Um, if you had any conditions lingering, they would be willing to remove them, but you don't. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're continue tending to the wounded. And right. after some time comes, you can you can see more and more troops kind of coming in. And if you peek out the windows, you can see the larger ships have made their way to the beach and ramps are being extended and people are just like pouring off of them and assembling on the beach in in these hotels, kind of like taking up positions opposite where the, the dragon bloods were on mm-hmm. the other side of the hotel to like shoot out and just forming up and preparing for a march into the city towards the temple. But half an hour passes. You're feeling a little bit better. You've got some wild shapes back. You've got some hit points back. You do not have any spell slots back, as far as I know. Yeah, at the end of this time, Commander Sebring is barking. You start barking out orders, and uh, these groups of soldiers start forming up and fanning out and leaving the hotel preparing to march down the streets they're kind of flanking out uh through the main thoroughfares into the city to try to you know not get splintered off too badly and keep Mm -hmm. the bulk of their forces where they are and again through this time there has been combat uh raging outside as as counterattacks have been launched and people have been uh, approaching the hotel and being fought off by the outer perimeter guards you carhoon and a couple pirates so captain slab probably not punt because he's the first mate so he goes with a different group Mm -hmm. but captain slab and uh, a few others uh, kind of join up with you they kind of want to tag along and work their way through the city with you yeah join up into uh, a little death squad and commander sebring approaches after issuing a series of orders to the rest of the army and he comes up and he says well now is the time um we have our forces here and disembarked unfortunately it appears that the uh, residents of this town are not in these hotels anymore we've searched them top to bottom they must have been hopefully moved we'll, we'll hold out hope that they haven't been uh, exterminated as a lot um, so keep your eyes open and try to avoid any civilian casualties, if at all possible. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. That wouldn't be great. The main goal is to take this city, though. I have limited correspondence from the armies out of the gates. Their progress seems to be slow, but they are making progress. Uh, it, they haven't breached the, uh, the gates yet, but we hope that will come soon. 
<sighs> well, uh, you two, the, the lot of you, I, I trust to operate uh, both within the bounds of the mission, but independently. I don't necessarily have the authority to tell you otherwise, but head towards the temple, get in there, and eliminate the enemy command. If we can achieve that, the city should all be all but ours. Okay. Good luck. Good luck to you as well. I'll see you on the other side, I hope. I hope so as well. All right, I have much to attend to. I hope you've all had sufficient rest now. Be on your way. Three be with you. And with you. Till we meet again. And uh, he ushers the lot of you off. Oh. Okay. You leave the hotel? We leave the hotel. You leave the hotel. And Carmen's like, well, so um, should we just go straight towards it? Or what, what, what are you thinking here? Do you have any special magical things you're going to try to do? So Octavia will be like, okay, I feel like there are a couple ways we could do this. We could, you know, just march with everyone right to the temple and kind of maybe hope that our presence is, you know, kind of hidden in numbers type of thing that Craig and Co. won't really be able to pick us out. Just, I mean, I know we probably... I mean, we, I know we have magic around us that not a lot of other people have, um, but maybe maybe just the sheer number of people around us will hide us. Or we could, like, fly directly to where we think maybe Silvox is. I mean, if you think that's a good idea, we could try it. I mean, I'm kind of more inclined to just go with everyone and see what happens first before just turning ourselves into a uh, you know like a giant <laughs> like sore thumb sticking out yeah yeah I mean if we go there alone we are alone alone yeah okay but it's up to you no that's that's what I was thinking um, so no sounds good uh, I might turn you into a t-rex at some point just so you know if that's okay um, I guess so or would you prefer if I turn myself into a t-rex it's up to you. I mean, I'm pretty great without being a T-Rex. That's also very true. Okay. Either way, can you do a T-Rex? Mm-hmm. Oh, polymorph. That's polymorph, right. yeah. You can't watch up into a T-Rex. Exactly, right. yeah. Which is just like, because it's beasts with polymorph, mm-hmm. it basically caps out at level 8, even though you can do up to your own level, just because mm-hmm. there really aren't beasts beyond 8 CR. Yep, that's why you need, I think, true polymorph. Oh, is true better. polymorph anything? I think so. I wonder if I ever get that. Or maybe I just haven't leveled up high enough to get it's, it quite yet. It's pretty high level because you can turn into like whatever you want. Yeah, and that makes, that makes sense. Should polymorph into a dragon. Yeah, I could see why that would be wow. a, you know, a higher, higher level thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how it works. All right, uh, so the lot of you. Before we head out, though, I'm going to try to see. I don't know if during a short rest this is, is restful enough. Um, if I can try to find Jasulka. Uh, during your short rest, you've looked around. You, you, you can't find it. Okay. I'm going to, once after the short rest, I can't find him and we're about to, like, head out. I'm going to pop into Fulmi's and Akrila's space. You pop in. And I'll be like, hello, "Hello." I'm sure you've been able to kind of sense a little bit of what's going on out there. Indeed. Do you know where Jasulka is? Can you sense him? Our connection with him was severed when you took off the ring. Uh, he's near, I can okay. tell you that, but I can't give you much more detail, unfortunately. Does he seem okay? As far as I know. Okay. But it's changed since he got a body. A bit jealous of that myself. I can, I can only imagine. Okay, well, good to know that he's near and that he's okay, so... As far as I know. All right, well... I gotta get, gotta keep going, so. Yes, good luck. Don't forget about the things we can do. I won't. I won't. Talk to you soon. See you soon. Go on and conquer, my dear. <laughs> I love. I'm not a conqueror, but get thank to it. you. Get to it. And you pop out. <laughs> Just trying to, like, you know, see what the scoop is with him. Yep. So. Okay. Well, you heading out? We will then head out with everyone else towards the temple. All right, so you leave the hotels, 
And as you're about to start walking down the road with this uh, other group of soldiers who are about to set out, you hear a rumbling. You kind of feel it in the ground under your feet. The little sand starts underneath you. And after a moment, Carhoon kind of stops and looks at you. He says, do you feel that? Yeah. Do you? What's going on? And it gets a bit more and and more. And you start to hear water sloshing behind you. Do you turn and look? Yes. No, we ignore it. Move on. <laughs> you and Carhoon both kind of turn and other people begin to sort of feel this too. And it gets a little bit more rhythmic, like... And the water starts sloshing behind you in a relatively localized area, but it's still a very large localized area. And you can see, like, a shadow moving up from under the lake. As the rumbling reaches a crescendo, this shadow gets larger and larger and larger... Until something breaks through the surface of the water in an enormous splash with white foam shooting everywhere. And you see before you the enormous spiky head of a dragon turtle. Oh, shoot! Yeah, that's the uh, reaction everyone has, especially those who probably not many of them were present. But there are a few elven mages... Uh, among you who remember the havoc wreaked in Elystria, and even those who weren't there see this enormous, you know, turtle head the size of a Honda Civic just like plunge out of the water, and the rest of its body follows shortly after, just <laughs> sand flying oh as its giant dripping feet make impact up the beach. It's just like crushing these barricades under its enormous scaly legs. And it opens its mouth in an enormous yawn. And then it kind of folds its legs in front of it and sits down. And as it emerges further out, you can see a lone figure standing on its shell. And you recognize the shape of Jaselka. Stop! No way, what? And he says, I made a friend while you were busy. Well, uh, perhaps friend is a bit too forward. It's not going to kill you now. Okay, um, okay. Uh, hello, uh, uh, dragon, can, does it under, can they understand me? It can understand me. Okay, if you could tell it, hello Do you speak draconic? Um... Unfortunately not. Then it does not understand you. Okay. Um, okay. So, it won't kill us. Will it fight for us? Jasolka kind of sits down and slides off the enormous shell. You can still see engraved on the top are magic sigils. So this is probably one of the wow. ones who was in Elystria. He slides down, dripping wet. Uh, must have had some enchantment on him to be able to breathe underwater. He comes over and pats the thing's head, and it doesn't really react. It just kind of shakes and blinks an enormous eye. An eye the size of, like, a basketball. Mm-hmm. Probably bigger than a basketball. Yeah. Like a tire. He walks over to you and says, Yes, well, you were uh, busy um, murdering, as you do so well that I've, I've been able to witness in, in my uh, existence. You've been talking to Akrila too much. Oh, well, I've... Uh, trust... I was there with you, right right there. I was on the finger that slew many, many before. But I, I digress. Yes, this uh, this old chum. Apparently a little bit of an insurance policy if the uh, lake spirit and the defenses on the beach didn't go well. But I don't think the enemy counted on you having a dragon here as well. This old fellow recognized my authority, just as he recognized Ignorox's before, which Mm. is what drew him to the Dragbloods in the first place. That said, because he was under contract of uh, the great Ignorox before me, we do not have an ally, but we do not have an enemy. I take that as still a net benefit. 
Yes, perhaps if we win the day and defeat the uh, dragon bloods here. Uh, kind of offensive that term, I think, but. Anyways, yeah, well. If uh, if your forces win the day and drive out the other dragon ruler, perhaps my authority in in this thing's simple mind will reign supreme, and perhaps we will have won an ally. Do you think you being in this form and then, I mean, because Ignorox is also only in a form like Fulnis and Akrila here, do you think the combination of all three of us would be able to supersede that contract? Perhaps, but in my dealings with dragon turtles in the past, they are um, slow moving. So win this battle and perhaps through uh, several... Uh, long negotiations we can come to a mutually beneficial understanding okay well again if you could just tell tell them hello and if they have a name uh, you know and the name is not something you would be able to pronounce <laughs> I guess that makes sense but yeah just to kind of give them my best Soka turns and says something in a language that uh, you would guess is draconic, mm-hmm. and the turtle just blinks in understanding, but doesn't seem to react beyond that. Carhoon speaks draconic. Oh, then Carhoon is like, don't worry, he's not like blowing smoke up your butt. He's, he's okay, translating good. what you're generally trying to say. Okay, good. I was a little bit worried, <laughs> but kind of had to act on faith there. Uh, and then Carhoon says, you know what, I could probably do this, and then you don't have to worry. Yeah. And he's like, oh, great dragon turtle. We are in Draconic, of course. Mm-hmm. We are pleased you can't understand this, so I could just be making it up. <laughs> we, are, we are glad that you have seen fit to uh, spare our lives. We hope that during this day you can see our valor and come to participate in our cause instead of uh, the one which you have been bound to up till now. And he leans over to you and puts his hand over his mouth, and he's like, it's always good to suck up a little bit. No, that makes sense. And you could mention when something that, dragons. that, like, we're not going to carve sigils into its back and use it as a magical thing. <laughs> that would maybe, you know. Oh, great, Dragon Turtle. You have immense power and might. We would not uh, see fit to use you as a mere uh, weapon, but would respect your individuality and your being as a person. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, That's great. Good. Yeah. Cool. Because I can't think that that would be very pleasant to have stuff literally carved into your shell. I don't know if it can feel it up there. Well, I mean, but still, I don't know. It might have been part of the deal, but anyway, probably. Okay. So it was like, didn't I tell you I was going to be useful? Yes. <laughs> it's a good thing you gave me this body. You could be dealing with another dragon turtle encounter right now. Yeah, and I can't say that I that is something I would want to do. Hmm, indeed. You have you have leveled up significantly since you last faced That's, them. That is true, that is true, but <laughs> but still <laughs> they are, you know, part of your fa- your extended family and Oh yes, not to be traveled with. Yeah. If I can avoid ev- again, even if it's even if they're not an ally, having them not as an enemy, I am I'm glad for that outcome. Yes, indeed. Well, I shall uh continue to watch from the eaves and make myself as useful as possible but I am re-getting the hang of this I'm okay. remembering mo- I'm getting more muscle memory back every day awesome. every hour so are, will you march in the back with us or uh, no, no 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 okay but I will I will be watching one way or the other if like I really need you will you hear me if I'm like oh I could really use a dragon's help right now <laughs> most likely yes okay. I'm never far. Okay. Well, well, well done. I mean, taking care of care of this creature. Indeed. He pats the turtle again and says, eh, says something in Draconic, and Carhoon's like he told him to take a nap, basically. And the turtle just kind of pushes itself back a few, so just it's like the top of its head is sitting out of the so lake. So cool. And just kind of sits there. Um... And then Jasulka shouts to the nearest soldier who looks like they have any authority and is like, tell your men not to go anywhere near this thing uh, if they want to uh, retain their lives. Now, uh, good luck to you. And he nods at you and wanders off to do goodness knows what. (laughs) Jasulka is such a cat. Just like, who knows what Jasulka is going to like 
do or drag into the house or like anything along those lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man. And Akrila is just a very glad golden retriever. Dog, yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. All right. All right. So you head off. Whew. After that. I feel like Octavia's heart rate is still like like it had calmed down a little bit. You know, during the short rest, it had she'd gotten some adrenaline with starting to march out, and then as soon as she saw that, you know, the dragon turtle had just spiked. Yep. <laughs> and she's still like, like you can hear it just beating so, so loud, like in her ears. Yeah. All right. So you head off with these uh, individuals. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so there's some main thoroughfares, but to actually get to the temple, there's going to be a bit of weaning and winding down streets um so we're gonna kind of deal with you and your small unit even if you're moving approximately with the larger group makes sense and the system we're gonna be using is we're gonna do something very similar to when you were leaving Elystria in that there are a certain number of intersections that you need to make your way through in order to get to this temple. Mm -hmm. Each intersection has a risk level. You will roll at each one to determine if you have an encounter with some enemies uh, or not. And that risk will increase the closer to the temple you get. And once you've passed through each of these intersections, you will be there. All right. So if the dice say so, it could be a very easy trip. If the dice say so, it could be a very difficult trip. And just to reiterate, so you are making your way through and you basically have three options each round. So a round is sort of like, in in this case, is a few minutes of you moving through the city. So you can either move closer to the temple, Mm -hmm. move your way through the city. Uh, You can take a short rest or you can try to uh, improve your situation. Moving through the city, you go to an intersection, you roll on that. And if you roll higher than the risk level, nothing happens. If you roll lower than the risk level, an encounter occurs. If you rest, you find a secluded spot, like an abandoned house or something, and try to hunker and rest. You will be rolling on that risk table to see if someone stumbles upon you because you are trying to rest in a war zone. The risk will be a little bit lower while you are trying to rest because you are hidden, but it will still be there. And if you try to improve your situation, you will either expend a spell or make some sort of check that will aid in your moving through the city. Uh, So that could be like something stealthy or something whatever, and it is going to uh, give you advantage or disadvantage on... Oh, if you succeed on on your spell or your ability roll... uh, You'll get advantage on your next next risk roll. If you fail, though, you get disadvantage. Do I know what the uh, like the threshold would be? Okay. Not yet. You'll be able to figure out after a few rolls, maybe. But it's relatively high because you are marching into danger. Yep, no, makes sense. Into danger. And it will get higher as you make progress. So, you, Carhoon, couple pirates in tow. Okay. Start moving through the city. What do you do? I would like to try to improve our position by making a survival check to, as we, you know, there are still, we're going to try to stay on a main thoroughfare, but there are still going to be many ways that we could go to get to the temple to see which is the best way. Okay. This is, uh, so the DCs are related to the risk level, so it will be not an easy DC. Okay. But, sir, you're good at survival, so... We'll see. If you fail this, you will have disadvantage on your risk roll. Okay. Give it to me. 19. Just barely a pass, but you got it. So you, using your survival skills, your wisdom, and your knowledge of the town, uh, kind of plot out a more advantageous route to the city, and you let people know, and they kind of defer, of course, to, to you in your uh, position amongst this army. And so you start leading them down the streets that will get there with the least amount of problems, and you approach an intersection. Give me a risk roll with advantage. You are trying to roll high. Okay. 
And this is just a D20, right? Just a straight D20, no modifiers. You have advantage. Okay. Higher numbers are better numbers. Lower numbers are bad numbers. 12. That is a bad number. Yep. (laughs) I rolled an 11 and a 12. So, roll me a D6. Great. Three. Uh, So you're part of one group of this army, but you know they kind of had split out and were spiderwebbing their way through to try to make, uh, you know, an even front that kind of moves through the city like a wave. Uh, So your group is sprinting down an avenue and you turn a corner and you see you you come into uh, a scene that is already an ongoing battle. Oh, okay. You see behind like two barrels that are out on a street corner hunkering underneath it are two who you would recognize to be uh, Elystrian wizards Mm -hmm. to like elven spellcasters hiding behind here and they're popping out every now and then like pointing a wand and just like blasting spells (laughs) across uh, you know a lone street on the other side you see uh, a couple a group of hobgoblins some of them flinging arrows and another of them also with like a staff that's shooting spells Mm -hmm. right back Mm -hmm. it's like Full-on wizard duel so cool. on a street corner. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. What do you do in this situation? Um, Octavia will. You you know you like have to traverse this. Yeah, it's happening across the street that you need to go down. Do they see us yet? I'll say we'll we'll roll perception checks okay. because they are embroiled in their in own the thing, but. Uh, you weren't necessarily being, being stealthy. stealthy. Yeah, we were <laughs> mad dashing up this avenue. Uh, yeah, so you see one of the hobgoblins, the the spell casty one, kind of flick their eyes mm-hmm. over to acknowledge you, but right back to the elves, and it keeps blasting away. Okay. So Octavia will uh, kind of quietly be like, stay as far away as possible um, and, and try to conserve your strength, but... We need to we need to get through, so we need to take out that spellcaster and 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 their surrounding forces. Yeah, if we can save those spellcasters, they're pretty valuable. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. So, I'm gonna start slinging some spells here. All right, roll me some initiative. Okay. For Carhoon, nineteen. Okay. For Octavia, seventeen. All right. All right, Carhoon is up first. Uh, so you're coming down a cross street. They're on s- opposite street corners of like an intersection cutting right in front of your path. And they're shooting in between the like across the road you are currently traveling down. Okay. And you need to continue down that way. So the hobgoblins are off to your left in like a shot out storefront, like hunkering down behind these giant windows and popping up to shoot arrows or sling spells what does carhoon do all right so he is going to unsling the longbow from his back and he is going to take three shots at the wizard okay can he see the wizard well enough or is the wizard kind of behind some cover if it's hungering okay all right arrow number one net two miss and yeah his his longbow to hit is not as great as his great axe so 17 hit 17 hits. Eight piercing damage. Okay. And then his third arrow. Natty 17. Hit. Five piercing damage. Okay. And he is going to kind of just start moving. No, he's going to stay where he is. How far away is he from the hobgoblins? Um, We'll say 60 feet. Okay, so he's going to move up 30 feet and, you know, re re put his bow back and take out his great axe. Okay, so he runs up to the to the corner of this intersection and like presses himself against the wall, mm-hmm. shoulders the bow, pulls out the axe. Your turn, what do you do? But he's yeah, he's still trying to be kind of stealthy because yeah, yeah. he knows that only the the wizard hobgoblin has seen him. I mean, you would guess that the, the hop the wizard is smart enough to tell everyone oh, like, true. hey, there's more people, but like focus on <laughs> focus keep doing on. what you're doing unless they approach. So you, you don't get the sense that, like, no, no one is aware of that. Okay. I am, let's see, you said they're 60 feet away, so I am going to fling a frost bite at the hobgoblin wizard, so please make a con save. Okay. 14. Fail. Fail. 10 points of cold j- damage, and you have disadvantage on 
uh, your next attack until the end of your next turn. Ah, it hisses and turns its face to look at you. Do you move? Um, I kind of try to <laughs> melt into the shadows as much as I can. Okay. Do you so wait? Do you stay where you are? Or do you move? Melting into the shadows. The shadows where you are are like. I'll go up thirty feet and melt okay. into the shadows. So you like go up to a corner of a building. And, yeah. Okay. Let's see. If I'm. I want to get within. Yeah, let's do 30 feet. 30 feet? All right, so you <laughs> hop up, press yourself against... Are you behind Carhoon or opposite Carhoon? I will be behind Carhoon. Behind Carhoon, all right. <laughs> Literally, like, <laughs> hiding behind him because he's so big. All right. The, Not um, that I'm using you as a shield or anything, but... All right, the spell... The Hobgoblin Wizard is gonna... Pops his head out, looks at the two of you, and you would have cover... But he's got a line of sight. Uh, so points a finger and because you both did decent damage to him in that round. Fires a lightning bolt at the two of you because you just said you moved behind Carhoon. Yeah. So you're making yep. a nice yep. little row. That's a very good point. Give me a dexterity saving throw. For Octavia, nat 20, 21. Okay. For Carhoon, 25. 25. So both of you pass. So you're going to take 30, 15 damage. Do I get anything special because I rolled a net 20? No. Okay. And you, still resistant, you though. You get a pass, yes. So 15 damage total. You would take half of that, so seven. The other hobgoblins are just going to continue firing arrows thunk, 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 mm-hmm. at these elven wizards who are going to also fire at them back. So we're just going to roll a couple times. All right, so the Hobgoblins fire wizards. Uh, fire wizards. They fire arrows at the, the elven spellcasters, and most of them just like thunk, 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 bury themselves into the barrel. One of them kind of skips down the street and just misses wildly. The wizards pop up. One, like, grabs the top of the barrel, pops up, blasts uh, like a, a magic missile or a firebolt, and... Nice. Lands it square in the face of one of these mundane hobgoblins who just goes down. Your turn. Carhoon is going to hustle up <laughs> 30 feet, and he's going to loom over this hobgoblin wizard and just swing his axe down at it. Yeah, so he like leaps through this shattered window. Yeah. <laughs> just like terrifyingly. It's a 19 hit. Yep. Max damage, 18 slashing damage. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yep. Still alive. Still alive. Barely. Assume a 22 hits. Yep. 14 slashing damage. Yep. Leaps over and just <laughs> shoom, shoom, slices this wizard into. Uh, nice. And growls at the rest of the hobgoblins. You want a piece of me? Huh? And he has a final swing, and he's so he's just swing. going to swing at one of the mundane hobgoblins that were around the wizard. All right. There are four left. A 17 hit. Um, let's see. They're firing arrows, which require two hands, so they don't have shields. So yes. 16 points of slashing damage. When he cuts another one down. Awesome. <laughs> uh, the other three see uh, their leader killed, and one of them sliced down. And in one, in, in one, one swing. six second increment. Yeah, and so they just like leap out, disengage, leap out the window and start running further into the city. I get you could pursue if you want, but the threat has passed okay. from now. Awesome. The wizards, the elves kind of peer up, look around, see that the coast is clear and make their way out and up to you. And one of them's like, thank you for getting us out of that pinch. That could have been real bad. Absolutely. Um, we're going to continue to press forward. Uh, do you want to join our little band so that maybe you, you two have some muscle around Actually, you? Or? Yes, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, they kind of link up with the the bulky group that you're kind of moving parallel to. Okay, nice. Uh, they're not just going to kind of tag on to your party because, again, I'm not tracking all of the individual no, party yeah, members. Yeah, no. uh, but yes, you have rescued some elephant spellcasters and put them into your group. Awesome. As you make your way further into the city, approaching the next intersection, but... I'm going to pick up their next episode. Okay. Oh, my God. I do have one follow-up question. Too bad. What is it? Does that Hobgoblin Wizard have anything cool on its body? No. Okay. Spell, Not even a spellbook? Spell okay. I give its spellbook to to the Elven Wizards. Oh. 
Like, I already know Fireball, but thank you. No, you can die. <laughs> Maybe your companion doesn't. <laughs> all right, that was my only quote. That was my only follow-up. Excellent. <laughs> all right, thank you all so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can get in touch with us on social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Podcast. And if you particularly liked what you heard, you could leave us a review. It's a really great way for... Uh, more people to get to know our game and our show. Alrighty, catch y'all next week.